You are listening to Pod Save the Rest of Us. Thank you for tuning in. Before we start this episode, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Do your skin a solid with solid lotion bars. No water is used in the process of making these bars. Just simple ingredients like butters, oils, and beeswax. Bars are solid at room temperature. Simply warm the bar on your hands or directly on dry skin areas, and your body heat melts it into a usable lotion. Each bar comes packaged in a portable tin, so you can keep one in your gym bag, purse, desk drawer, or next to the kitchen sink. Great for travel and gift giving. There are 12 solid options, something for everyone, from citrus burst to cranberry fig to freshly shaved for men. As solid, we pride ourselves on a solid product while doing a solid unto others. A portion of our proceeds will go directly to a local charity. Please look for our website soon at www. Dot solidlotionbar.com. Be solid. Do solid. Do your skin a solid. One of my favorite quotes is by Gandhi, and he said, An eye for an eye will make the whole world blind. And that's probably my all time favorite quote. Although John Wooden's um, Make Every Day Your Masterpiece is also a favorite. And then just for fun, Yogi Berra, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. That one just makes me laugh. Remember when we all seemed to share the same American dream? When we all thought every U.S. citizen should have an equal opportunity to achieve success and prosperity through hard work, determination, and initiative? Did that dream just go away? We at Pod Save the Rest of Us do not think so. We believe we all want to be happy. We all want our kids to have a wonderful life. We believe all have common ground. This is Pod Save the Rest of Us. Let's find that common ground again. Easy going, easy come. Where'd you get your info from? I found mine on Reuters. Fact-checked by three sources that were fact-checked for biases and are equal opportunity employers. Welcome back, Pod Save the Rest of Us listeners. In this episode, you will hear from another woman who inspires me, Tina Harris. Tina is a female entrepreneur. Her ingenuity made me want to do more. Tina is the founder and owner of the company Solid Lotion Bar. The risk she took to start Solid was what led me to want to start Pod Save the Rest of Us. When I think of Tina, I really think of the saying, be the reason someone believes in the goodness of people. Certainly, Tina inspires this belief in me and many others. Tina Harris is known for her positivity and her conscientiousness motivates others. From my interview with Tina, I hope you hear the high character that is the essence of Tina Harris. I also hope you enjoy our conversation. All right, Tina, a few questions for you, and um, I want to get some background. Can you tell us where you live, where you grew up, about your college life, what you study, and what your interests are, so we can get a feel for who is this lady? I currently live in Fremont, uh, California, in the East Bay, uh, but grew up in the lettuce capital of the world, Salinas, California, and uh, from there went to Fresno State and studied uh, PE, kinesiology, and um, 
pretty much grew up loving sports of all kinds and running and music. And um, I'm married with two children, grown children, and uh, both kids very active and um, athletic and played college sports. And uh, yeah. So speaking of your family, can you tell us a little more about your family? Um, well, my husband is uh, African-American and my kids are biracial and uh, we decided to move up to the Bay Area, Fremont, because it's a very diverse community. And um, so that's what brought us up to this area. We previously lived in Southern California after graduating from college. And what about your kids? Who are they? Um, my son is 29, and he uh, currently lives in San Diego and works for a company called Classy.org, uh, where they work with a lot of nonprofits um, and help them with their fundraising platforms. And my daughter is working at a, a big four accounting firm currently. She's 24, and uh, both graduated from Menlo College in Atherton and, and played uh, college basketball there. Well, one of the things I know about you, but our listeners don't yet, is that you're an avid runner. Can you tell us how you got into running and what your training schedule looks like? Um, running for me started probably when I was a kid. My I had two older brothers and a younger sister, and we were all very active kids. And my mom, when it would rain, she would literally send us outside to go run in the rain and probably lock the door behind us most often as well. But um, so from that early age, I always enjoyed it. It was never a punishment. We would go out and splash in the rain. And then starting in high school, I joined the cross country team my sophomore year and was one of two girls on the cross country team. And um, so that's where it started, my love for not just running, but also running in the Monterey Bay Area on the beautiful trails, whether it's Toro Park in Salinas, um, amongst the lettuce fields or in the, near the ocean in Monterey. Um, so I found a love of, of trail running. And now most often I go along the San Francisco Bay and it's just a great way to clear your mind. It's a great way, you know, pounding the pavement. Also, I find it pounds out my problems, whatever those may be. And, you know, people all along have tried to say, you're going to ruin your knees. You're going to, um, you know, it's bad for you. But I have always enjoyed it. And so hopefully I'll be able to keep running for for years to come. Um, I don't race as much as I used to, but... I do try to get out three to four days a week, and I do belong to a, a local running club, Mission Peak Striders, and it's just a group, a great group of guys and girls that also just enjoy the lifelong sport of, of running. All right, so the reason that I, I have you here is because you're one of our sponsors. You started, founded, everything. You are solid, and the pun is intended. And uh, before we talk about solid I would like to just get some background of your life before solid what you were doing and 
and my guess is that kind of led you to, I want to do my own thing. I want to serve my community and I want to do it my way. So what were you doing before SOLID? Um, I work for a company called Cal Preps and they track high school sports across the nation and they closed their doors um, as a company called Max Preps was able to perform the duties in-house. So again, tying the sports, it, I, I loved the job, um, but when that closed, I started really evaluating what it was that I wanted to do and what could I do to help my community to give back um, and also something that um, you know, in looking at different jobs, applying for jobs, um, there wasn't really anything that was a good fit. And I had had a service business in the past. So I just kind of fell into solid based on the fact that um, in my family, we tend to be a, a family of makers, creators. Um, during the holidays, we tend to make things instead of buy things. And so that kind of evolved and I thought well you know why not do this this is a way that I can make something sell it but also give back and at my age it also you know the jobs I was looking at wanted a laundry list of qualifications but not a whole lot of pay and so I just thought I'd, I'd do my own thing and and that's where it started was just making Christmas gifts for family and people saying, wow, you should sell this stuff. And so that's kind of where it started. And I wasn't real serious about it at first, but as I perfected the formulas and found that people were really enjoying the product, I decided to go ahead and take it a step further and uh, file a DBA and go ahead with a full-blown business. What made you think that you could run a business, how you could get it off the ground and, you know, what background did you have? What what energies did you have where, you know, this is something I could do? Um, you know, just a, a lot of people have inspired me and supported um, along the way. And it wasn't my first idea. It's I've had a lot of what my family would consider crazy ideas over the years. And I thought they were good, but anyway, this is the first one that people were like, okay, this one actually is, is a, a good one. So that being said, and especially my kids who are you know, probably the biggest critics, they're using the product, they're telling their friends, um, people would stop over and leave with some product. And, um, and then also I had had a service business, so I, I knew how to run a business from that end but I didn't know how to sell a product. And so to that end, now when I meet people, the first thing they say is, oh, do you have a website? It's like like a business card, like you should just always have one. And that was my biggest hurdle, I think, is getting it up and running online. So once I got that, and now people are able to, to purchase online, um, things are much smoother. That was probably the biggest hurdle. All right, well, then let's talk about your company. You are one of our sponsors, and we talk about it every episode, and that is the company's name is Solid. And why don't we just, what is the product and why the name Solid? I had been working with this woman that, uh, you know, she's just brilliant. I've, I've had different mentors along the way, and um, her name's Lois Godet. 
and I work with her up in the Oakland Hills and when I showed her the product she was really enthusiastic like what can I do to help what have you so we were talking and I had a list of names written out and I was you know relaying them to her and I said solid and she goes hmm you know I really like that one and we just were kind of bouncing back and forth and what happened was it just ended up taking off like you know do a solid for someone like hey do me a solid like do me a favor and so I thought yeah that makes sense plus it's a solid lotion bar it looks like a soap but it it's a lotion bar so not only is the product solid but the intent behind even pursuing or starting the company was to do a solid unto others so and just in general be solid you know be a solid person I want to take a little a detour, um, go off script, if you will. <laughs> and so this we last episode, I uh, interviewed my mentor who helped, has helped me significantly, Kathy Brown, is people inspire me. And, and you're definitely one of them. Like, you know, Tina's starting something and um, I can do that, too. And you mentioned that you had Lois, I believe in in Oakland can you tell us a little bit more about how she's inspired you because I think those people are really important on our journey no matter what what part of our journey you know early on middle to the you know whatever spot we are in our journey those people who are helping us along the way are so significant can you tell us a little bit about her yeah uh, Lois like I said I met her up in the Oakland Hills uh, working for a property management company that I do some work for and I, I think the bottom line is nobody does this alone. Um, we all need help from somebody at some point in time. And she just happened to kind of say, hey, I love your product. If there's any way I can help you, I, I will. And she just is a fountain of knowledge. So I have, in my conversations with her and our emails back and forth, I've just taken extensive notes and learned a lot from her. So coming together, meeting of the minds, and it was just nice to be able to bounce things off of her, if if nothing else. Mm-hmm. And so she's been a, a huge support along the way, as have many others. Um, my daughter designed the labels for me. My son helped set up the business, the, the financial um, aspects. All right, so give us a glimpse into your company and its infancy stages. How did how did it start, and and what does it look like? How do you produce this product? Um, well, basically, it's very simple ingredients. As I mentioned before, it started off as Christmas gifts, and then this past Christmas season, I was selling it, um, just word of mouth. Um, and then May 2nd, I actually launched the website and put out a post and and still haven't done much marketing so it's still pretty much in its infancy stage um where it's made is in my kitchen so um i use simple ingredients mango butter cocoa butter beeswax or if it's a vegan bar candelilla wax um and then i use grapeseed oil jojoba oil and then depending on whether it's a fragrance or an essential oil uh, to add the scent. Uh, that's basically what goes into it. And one of the reasons I wanted to make it was that 
Um, it's extremely moisturizing and a lot of the lotions that you see in the stores, the first ingredient is water and there's no water used in these at all. So they're highly concentrated. Now we already talked about the objective of a solid, but is there anything else you want us to to discuss or what the listeners should know regarding solid and the whole objective of it? Um, no, just as we discussed before, the whole idea, I, I don't think I would have ever pursued it if I didn't think that I could do something with it mm-hmm. in a positive way mm-hmm. because, um, it, you know, it, it, not to bring up politics or the election, but since the election, it just seems like every everything is heightened and everyone is going at one another. And I just really felt like if we don't come together... Uh, like your song. I love the intro song, like if storm clouds can come together, you know, why can't we come together? So I just really wanted to do something positive. Um, and just to show that no matter what, I mean, all Republicans, Democrats, everyone needs to moisturize, you know, Mm -hmm. let's just, you know, that that was the main thing behind it. Because I think many days, I just felt helpless. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to you want to have hope. You want to give hope to, to people. And so that was one of the main things is channeling my energy in a positive way and trying to give back no matter who who it helps. It's, you know, and I, I want to do, again, just to do the world a solid. That's That's the whole idea. And, and speaking of doing the world a solid, a part of your your proceeds go to a a um, nonprofit. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I decided to donate a dollar per bar currently and, and these um, organizations may change but there's an organization called planetb.org and they're out of San Francisco and they teach about bees. They educate about bees. They teach people how to keep bees whether it's in an urban setting or um, otherwise and it's just a wonderful organization and they partner with a lot of schools so that children learn not to be fearful and they understand how important the bee is and currently bees are struggling so it's an organization I chose that you know trying to stay neutral and but something that can help the world and the irony behind it is I'm allergic to bee stings so so, <laughs> so it's kind of funny so in, in moving forward, can you tell us what lessons you hope you have taught to your daughter to help her on her life journey? Um, I hope that she's learned kindness, compassion, and that courage go a long way. And when you give hope to others, it comes back to you. Um, my daughter has a tremendous sense of humor also, so I encourage her to share it because she's very quiet and it's people enjoy that and um, not always to just you know being hopeful and kind and compassionate and and also showing courage and with that you know not to be afraid to say no because I think as women sometimes we are we are conditioned to yes 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 and so not to be afraid to say no and to things that you don't want to do or just things you're not comfortable with and then the courage to speak up when you see something and seeing her find her voice now as she's a young adult is exciting to me 
and doing it in a respectful manner, but with kindness and compassion, but not to be afraid to speak up. Having biracial children, speaking of children, um, did the current political climate and fear that you may that you have for their safety, given this political climate, did that help you move into this more positive direction, kind of channel that fear into something positive? Indeed, um, absolutely, and not just for my children. I do try to think more globally. It's um, we've always discussed race in our house. We've always been, and I think that we need to discuss it. And um, but when my daughter is fearful of something happening to her father or brother, um, my husband has had to talk to my son about driving while black. Um, my husband has had many instances throughout his life that he's relayed. And so for me, after the election, my husband had more of the thought like, you know, this is another day in our life. You know, this is kind of how it's always been. And for me, I had to do something positive so that I wouldn't be negative because um, I just, it, it, it was upsetting just to see that, you know, from where we've been to where we are now and still so much further to go and what can I do and I just felt there was only one way to be and that's positive and um, and for me I think it's a unique perspective because it's evident when I meet someone without my family and then possibly again with my family and the differences. For example, I was working at Hughes Aircraft in Southern California years ago, and I had a co-worker that was very kind to me and nice, and we got along great. We worked together, and then one day he happened to see a photo of my husband and I on my desk, and he proceeded to leave and go ask another co-worker who I happened to be close friends with if his eyes were deceiving him and and you know she tells me this later and I'm just like wow you know so meeting me by myself it, I definitely have had different experiences than my kids have had um, I have had the question when I've taken my kids to the doctor are you the nanny um, you know but nothing like my husband I mean I can remember a time when he was at an electronics store just with our daughter and she was an infant and he had her in a sling. And this woman came up and was just talking to him and asking about her. And at one point she said, oh, she's so fair. And my husband responded, and honest too. <laughs> you know, and I mean, these things like sometimes, you know, he will just use a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And these types of things inspire me. Um, but there's been other things where it's scary. At a mall in Bakersfield, he was stopped by a security guard because that couldn't possibly be his daughter. Right. And, you know, it's, you know, my son was accused of stealing a calculator in high school. Um, you know, he's, it's, you know, these little things that happen along the way to them have not ever happened to me. So I, I have that unique perspective of, of, uh, being in a situation without them and then with them and and I can easily tell you know what's what someone is thinking or um you know so anyway it just it 
it inspires me to hear other people that have been basically pounded in life or you know kind of like like sea glass where it goes into the ocean like a shard of glass and then it comes out tumbled and polished and smooth around the edges and uh, one woman in particular that I met years ago also while working at Hughes was a Holocaust survivor and had the numbers tattooed on her arms and this woman was talk about a smooth polished piece of glass no sharp edges so so how can I have sharp edges when these people are you know just have had uh, such atrocities in life that they've endured and and not not so much my family but just looking around it's like so I really do feel like we have got to um, open our eyes and ears our hearts and minds and uh, listen to one another and try and come together you know I've witnessed it and I can't ignore it so I I like to treat people with kindness and compassion but I also can't be silent on on things that are important. Do you think that's what you'll be remembered for? That would be your legacy. I hope so. Um, I I think um, I'll use a quote here that I really believe to be true: is a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. And I think many people now, it's like when someone says, you know, black lives matter, they knee-jerk response come back with, well, all lives matter. Mm -hmm. They go defensive and it's like, you know, (laughs) you're not getting it, you know, you're not understanding. There's another analogy is, you know, this young man walks into a doctor's office with an obviously, you know, broken arm and it's like, doc, I've got a broken arm and the doctor responds, well, you know, all bones matter. And he's like, but this one's broken, yes. you know, and, and that's the whole thing. But I, I think it's a fear of maybe things changing or maybe being taken away. And I'm like, no, you lose nothing when you give. Um, you don't have to lose yourself. Or um, So I, I just I love that quote. And I hope yeah, that's something that, you know, light up your light and, and let people see that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's contagious, but you don't lose anything if you light another candle. And I think that's the best gift we can give our kids is to have them see us doing things like that. Yes. Whether it's stopping and asking someone if they need help, whether it's stopping to buy a sandwich for somebody that's, you know, and, and my kids have seen this and then it's, it is passed along. Right. Um, so I think that's very, very important. Any final thoughts? I, I think one of the things that I, I, also feel is important is just to find what it is that you can do because everyone has different skill sets and everyone has different ways of of helping one another or what have you so I think it's just finding that Mm -hmm. and and then doing it Um, I tend to be a doer and sometimes I could take more thought before I do Um, and then vice versa I come across people that can never um, make a decision. And so maybe there's a happy medium, but I tend to jump right in. Like I said before, I've had some crazy ideas um, along the way, and this one just happened to stick. But don't be afraid to right. to try. And 
an, another quote was Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, do one thing each day that scares you. And, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, you don't, don't yeah. go down looking, you know, swing the bat, give it a try. And the worst that could happen, you know, so I don't sell um, as much lotion or, you know, whatever it is, but just go for it. Brendan Burchard, author and performance coach, said, We all have a life story and a message that can inspire others to live a better life or run a better business. Why not use the story and message to serve others and grow a real business doing it? Tina must have heard Burchard's words as she is doing this, and she inspires many through her solid lotion bar company. Well, that's our episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. I hope you find somebody who inspires you or perhaps even better yet, you find a way to inspire others. If you'd like to buy solid, you can do so at solidlotionbar.com. Again, that's solidlotionbar.com and ask for the take 10, T-A-K-E-T-E-N discount and receive the pod, save the rest of us discount. As always, Thanks, y'all, for listening to our podcast. We want to thank our contributors. Introduction voiceover, David Lewis. Hunter Lewis for introduction music. Danny Burns for our transition music. Caprice Hall for our graphic artwork. Jasmine Smith for web design and content. As always, technical support provided by Robert Stanley. Between the This episode was edited by Karen Castro and produced by Elizabeth Stanley and Karen Castro. We hope you enjoyed listening. We all have common ground. Let's find it together. If storm clouds gather, then why can't we come together like laughter at disaster and a mob that stays seen? Opposites attract them Why aren't you coming back? Used to purr like a cat On the blanket that it needed We got hurt feelings We got hurt feelings We got hurt Feelings we got her feelings